Thanks for coming on the podcast. Dude, yeah, glad to be here today. No doubt about it. It's been a long time coming. Yes, I have blown you off. I have blown you off a few times for this podcast, I feel like. I don't want to swear, but I was pretty mad at you yesterday. Why? Because we have to move things around? again. Well, sometimes those things happen to us. All right, start off. Tell us who you are, Mike. All right, well, I'm Mike. I am the director of sacred music over here at St. Mary's in Mokina, Illinois, and I'm super excited to be on your podcast. So I know uh, we have a lot to talk about today. So we're going to be talking about, I guess, the Christmas concert today. We're going to be talking about a lot of other things, too. So um, let's get to work on this deal, right? You're going to tell us about yourself? Well, it's been a long time since I've been on a podcast, so I'm super excited to be here on a pod, your yeah. podcast, too, because I've been listening to your podcast for a while, and really? I really enjoy Yeah, I really enjoy Stop. all the things that were on there. I think, I think Drew Isbell Drew Isbell was on here, right? Yeah. Yeah, so I was listening to his because he shared it, right? He was on there for a while, too, so I know Drew from a couple of things in the diocese. So he, I was uh, listening to it from there. I was listening to it from That's there. It was great. So super excited. So, um, so I'm Mike Berger. I am... Uh, like I said, I'm super excited to be here today. Uh, I've been a music director now for about, let's see, it was 2016 when I started, right? Yeah, 2016 when I started as the music director. Yeah, no, not even 10 years. And uh, I came out of the DJ slash bar musician scene to come into music uh, in the church. And uh, one of my favorite, uh, one of my best friends, my priest friends, Father Sonny Castillo, he was the one that uh, hired me as a music director years ago back at, uh, it used to be, uh, it was in Kankakee, actually. Oh, yeah. And I was at uh, St. John Paul II in Kankakee, and that's where I served as first. And then I came here to St. Mary's back in, uh, it's been oh, just a little over a year now. I think it was September 17th, so just a little over a year now. And I've, I've been here at uh, St. Mary's, loving it, loving serving the people here of St. Mary's. I love everything about this place, so I'm super excited to be here. And uh, we have this wonderful, wonderful uh, music program that is just growing and thriving here at the parish and we just want to see it grow more so that's why we're kind of starting this next uh this next chapter of christmas concerts this new way of doing things so i'm super excited about it all right so i had to i couldn't i couldn't stand listening to myself anymore (laughs) um tell us how you like got into music like as djing but then like you transitioned to sacred music is it like you're when you like come follow me so I guess, well, I guess, no, no, not yet. We'll get there though. Don't worry. We can quote the Bible all day. But, uh, so how I got into this was I was actually a child when I started in music. I was a trombone player. I started in the fourth grade and uh, I found out a little bit later on in life when I was about 17 or 18, that I had this gift to play by ear that the, I consider now that the Holy Spirit gave to me, but at the time, you know, when you're kind of in the world, you think it's all about you and you think it's all about yourself. And you're like, look at what I can do. Look at what, look at what, um, look at me, look at I, I can do this, I can do that. But we realize later on when we come to the Lord that it's those gifts that are given to us by God. And I'm so blessed to be able to use them here at the parish. So I kind of came into music, uh, I really came into my own when I was about 17 or 18 years old, and I started, uh, I was a disc jockey, and I was doing that around, but, you know, I uh, when I was in college, I worked at a place called Fletcher Music Center, which is in Fort Myers, Florida, and they're all over, it is the organ place, I was, yeah, yes. so it's it's the organ store I was working at for a while, and uh, I don't know if you guys know what goes on in an organ store, like, nothing. seven or eight hours a day, yeah, but it's absolutely nothing, right, so... I had a lot of time to practice, and I didn't realize in that moment of doing that that God was molding me and shaping me, even through my sinful nature, even to his, into his image and likeness, to be able to be here today at St. Mary's, where I am today. So I, I moved from there, uh, came back home again, 
and that's when I was, uh, you know, still DJing around at nightclubs and bars and things like that. And I wasn't getting, I wasn't getting, I thought I was getting filled up, but I really wasn't at the end of the day getting filled up. And it was until Father Sonny asked me to be his music director at the par- at my parish. And he's like, oh, you want to be my music director? And I'm like, what are you talking about, bro? You know what I mean? I was I was not ready for that because I was cantering, right? And I, I I just wasn't ready for the call. You know, I wasn't ready for the. Well, I was already involved in church, right? I was involved a little, a little, but I wasn't I wasn't all in yet. I wasn't you know like you take your poker chips and you push them all in, right? I wasn't all in yet with Christ, and it wasn't until I had really started there because I was like, oh, this will work out great. I have a four o'clock mass. I have a gig at five play maybe till two or three in the morning and then I could turn around and get up at 8 a.m. and start again right well that's what I that was my but that was my thought process right I was like oh I can maneuver all this around this is fine I know exactly well that's where the spirit kind of come in you know later on in my life and I I got uh I had my cousin's husband Randy I'll never forget it he had uh they thought that he had uh some kind of I don't know if it was neurological or what it was I can't remember exactly what it was at the time but I went in and asked my now friend, my now good friend, Father Hollop, uh, if he would pray for him. You know, so like any good Catholic, right? I'd be like, oh, yeah, you pray for him. I'm going to go outside, right? Yeah, you know, I didn't want to do that at that particular time. But he goes, well, we're going to pray for him right now. And uh, Father Hollop anointed my hands with oil, anointed my head with oil. And little did I know that the prayer that he prayed was for me. And uh, from that moment on, my life began to change into the kingdom of God, whereas before I was in the kingdom of the world. So as soon as I was prayed over, I remember that moment specifically was in the back of St. Rose Church, and uh, he, pre- I mean, he just prayed over me, and that was, that was it. I was kind of like, you know, so-called slain in the spirit at that moment, and I was, you know, baptized in the Holy Ghost and became a became a disciple, all over again. Yeah, it was a cool time in my life. It was a very so cool, I and I still, I still like to watch things you know, in my life get sloughed off by the Holy Spirit. You know what I mean? Those things that are of the world and those things that we don't, we don't really, we think we need, but we don't, you know, they get sloughed off and they get pulled off by, by Christ alone. So that's kind of my background and that's kind of my background and how I came back to the Lord. Yeah, for real, for real. Um, So what's the difference between like sacred music and regular music? Because I feel like at our old church, they didn't really use sacred music. Okay. So there's, there's a little background there, right? So we have so we have a little background of where the difference between sacred music and what regular music is because sacred music is really in the eye of the beholder, right? Um, where I consider sacred music is music that doesn't give homage to self, like some of your worship songs. You know, some of your newer worship songs are like me and me and I and us and we and yada yada yada. You know, it kind of takes that out takes that out of the equation. And it gives what we call right, you know, gives gives right praise to our Lord. You know what I mean? So there's different, there's different ways to think about that, right? So we take the song, you know, the song, the summons, right? Will you come and follow me if I but call your name? You know, it brings a lot of maybe that's not the best example in the world, but it brings a lot of I, me, my, and we're singing about ourselves. Whereas in the song, Oh God, Beyond All Praising, by you know, by uh, Holst, right? There's Oh, God, beyond all praising, we worship you today. We sing the love amazing that songs cannot repay. So it kind of gives us, it kind of gives a better use of the English language to give right praise and right worship to God. Because what's happening on that altar is otherworldly, 
right? We should give right, we should give praise in an otherworldly fashion. So sometimes maybe we don't understand the English that's going on there, but we know that we're giving right praise to God. Does that make sense? Yes. It's probably not the best example yeah. in the world, but yeah, it's it's about it, that's the difference between sacred to me. That's the difference between sacred music the and music you choose. yeah, the that music that I pick. Right, exactly. That's it's a lot of that, and that's kind of why we're doing this Christmas concert, right? Because yeah. we want to give we want to have a hymnal here at St. Mary's that gives that right praise and right worship to God, and that's what our fundraising is for. So people are say, oh, um, I need to buy a ticket this year. Yes, we're doing a fundraiser for our new hymnals, the St. Michael hymnal. Um, it's from a church, I believe, which is in, oof, somebody might correct me on this if they hear this, but uh, it's, I think it's a church, I think it's St. Michael's Church in South Bend, Indiana. Years ago, they came up with their own hymnal because they were searching for something more in their parish. And they wanted, uh, you know, something more sacred. So they decided to, they, a lot of the composers at that time were, you know, uh, different publishers that need not be named on this podcast. But, um, you know, they didn't, they had a mixture of contemporary and traditional. So they weren't after that. They were after something more, right? So they were after something that, like I like, something a little bit, you know, where the wording is more substantial and it gives right praise and worship to God. So they decided to create their own hymnal, which is now, what is, yeah, which is, which is known now as the St. Michael hymnal. And it's in many parishes. And I think even in a few in our diocese, where we're in the Diocese of Joliet, I don't know what diocese our people are listening to, but some, some of their churches and their diocese too might have this hymnal. It's a very solid very solid traditional hymnal and we're going to use it in conjunction with the gather three that we have uh currently in the church i'm not willing to rip that out yet so i, I think it'll be good to, to have a mixture of both of those things Are you going to rip it out? no Someday? no i don't think so tell us about your christmas concert oh man what our christmas concert is sweet yes our christmas concert is going to be very cool so it's oh come let us adore him and it's it's the music ministry of saint mary's uh which i think we've been which i think we've put together since over the, you know since over the year that i've been here um, has really come into its own. Been on it that long? No, I, oh. I'm just talking about the music ministry in and of oh. itself. We have a nice selection of music, and there's going to be uh, it's it's thirty five dollars a ticket. It's going to be on December sixteenth at uh, seven o'clock p.m. Somebody waving hi to me <laughs> in my office here as I'm doing a podcast. So uh, <laughs> so um, it's 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 at seven o'clock on December sixteenth, and the Christmas concert is called "O Come Let Us Adore Him." What we're going to be doing is this will be. Uh, it's $35 a ticket, and we're going to be selling tickets online at stmarymokina.org. Uh, and you can click on the Sacred Music tab and just check out the tickets over there. Or if you want to buy a ticket, if you're from our parish and you want to buy a ticket, we'll be selling tickets in the Narthex for I think, the next two or three weeks starting today. So you can bring, you know, you can pay for it however you want there. And those, all those proceeds are going to go towards our buying our new hymnals, as well as we're going to have uh, what's included in that is wine and desserts at the tables. It'll be down in our church hall. Um, because we are going to be doing some more secular versions of Christmas songs, so I didn't want to do that in the church per se. We're going to be doing selections like In the Bleak Midwinter, Carol of the Bells, you know, all the standards, and then a few other ones from our chamber choir, which is our more professional group. Uh, we'll have about, I think it's about seven or eight professionals that we'll have there that we'll be doing. Oh, yeah, for sure. Laura and I will be there. I'll be accompanying everybody, and then I'll be Nobody's directing as well. Room. Oh, yeah, for sure. And we'll have our children's choir there as well, which is just growing leaps and bounds. I think. I think our last, I think our last group meeting. I'm just floored by the Holy Spirit on this because our last group uh, meeting of children. I think we had like 30 kids. We had to put them on overflow chairs. It was crazy. What the there was heck? just a large group. Kids want to sing. Kids love what we're doing. And kids we love what we're doing here. You come get them from aftercare, and you had two instead of three. Mm -hmm. so that's not even everybody. 
No, it's really not even everybody. So there's a lot. There's a lot there. So anyway, what I was saying was I'll go. I'll go off on a tangent all day, right? <laughs> you know me, right? So uh, we'll, we'll be having that. It's from seven till about. It's about an hour and fifteen minute show. So expect an hour and fifteen minutes. And then there will be gift uh, raffle baskets there as well that have been donated by many local businesses. One of our children's mothers, Sandy, she has been fantastic at helping us getting together all these raffle baskets from these different places. She just comes in here every week with a smile on her face and she goes, I just went to this place, I went to that place, I got you a $50 gift card here, I got you this gift card, I got you that gift card, blah, 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 blah. She's been so great. Sandy, if you're listening, I love you so much. We love you here. You have been fantastic to us. She's been great. She's been great. She really, she's she's a great lady. She's been helping us immensely uh, doing these things. So we're just blessed to have her. Um, so yeah, expect, you know, an hour and 15 minute show with pros, kids, and our adult choir, which sings at 11 o'clock mass every week. And it's just really turning into one heck of a show and all by the grace of God and all, all, all glory, all glory be to the father. Amen. All right. Are you ready to go off on your tangent? If you want. With the question that Laura said that you will not shut up about? Oh no. Okay. Go. <laughs> How can we use music to evangelize and bring people closer to God? <gasps> I'm so glad you asked that question. Yes. Stop. We just talked about yes, this. Yes, we did just talk about this. We just like we rehearsed, right? So, okay. It's a very simple aspect, right? It's a very simple beauty. Well, it's sort of simple. It's sort of simple, right? But it like goes into it goes into scripture. I'll explain. So, okay. Music is the evangelizer, right? Music is music is what brings people into the holiness and the sacredness of the mass. And with music, with the, uh, that music sticks with you. I don't know if you, you know, you read something in a book and it might not stick with you, right? But we all know that when we sing a song, maybe we're singing a song in our car, right? We're singing along a song in our car, but what do we do when we go to some, what, what are we doing when we're, when we go to, let's say we're going to, we're, we're at work, we're going to the copy machine, right? And there's nobody around, what are we doing? singing a song to ourselves or whistling we a are. song right we are. yeah you whistle a song right i've heard I you do. do it you're like <laughs> right i mean whistling a song you can do you do all kinds of things right music sticks with people and it's really what sticks the word of god with people so when we're singing at church in antiphon uh like this week we'll be singing you know uh christ the king uh the, the antiphon to christ the king and it's you know worthy is the lamb that was slain to receive glory and honor but it puts it in we can hear that all day but when we hear Worthy is the Lamb that was slain to receive honor and glory. Terrible rendition of it, but it's it sticks with us. Music sticks with us. Music is is what holds the word within us. It's almost the glue that holds the word within us. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Or it's you can al- sing to me every time I come in. It was like, Mike, I need advice. Yeah, we'll just sing the whole time. It'll be fine, bro. <laughs> just sing me all yeah, it'll be great. Yes, yes, of course. Of course. Yeah, music is, isn't the main evangelizer, right? Jesus Christ is the main evangelizer. But what music does is that it makes it that glue that sticks, that sticks those songs and that word, the inherent word of God with us. So that's why it's so important that we sing what's right and gives right praise to God, you know? So that's why music is even, that's the long and short of it. I won't go into a whole bunch of scripture on it, but there's a whole lot of it. I was going to be looking at you up, so I was expecting to be here all night. No way. I talk about it, but I can do it fast. She's too good to me. For music and art, instruments of God, and how is beauty a reflection of God, Mike? Well, music, first and and foremost, is a gift, 
right? Music first and foremost. Anybody that plays a musical instrument, whether they've learned it on paper or like me and learned it by ear or however those, however those things have manifested themselves within somebody, they're gifts, right? They're gifts from God. And what we do is we use those gifts now to glorify the Lord, right? If you think about, if you think about art in the church, art has been around. Art has been, you know, the thing that makes our churches beautiful. Art has been the thing that makes our sanctuaries wonderful, right? Art has been the thing that, you know, David used when he composed the Psalms, you know, in the book of Psalms that we all know well in the Bible. Those are all songs, right? Those are songs. We use ourselves. We make ourselves instruments to God. You know, one of the best prayers that there is is just simply enough before you begin a task or before you begin an artwork or before you begin a prayer or before you begin anything, you begin it in prayer. And even if we don't know what to pray, it's always come Holy Spirit, right? We don't, we don't hold back. We don't have to hold back on that. We say, come Holy Spirit. We, and the Holy Spirit comes in and does his thing. And when we realize it's the Holy Spirit that's doing his work, like he does his work in each and every one of us, no matter what ministry it is, maybe it's a podcasting ministry, maybe it's a music ministry, maybe it's our priests, maybe it's, you know, maybe it's liturgical, it could be anything. But when we say come Holy Spirit, that's what brings us into that mode to make it, uh, and to be to make ourselves an instrument. He's the one that uses us as an instrument. You know, does that make sense? Yeah. yeah does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. So, it's it's God that uses us as an instrument, and we use those gifts now because we can use those gifts in the world, right? We can use those gifts out in the ether, right? I mean, just like I was before I came to the Lord, right? I can use I can use music out in the ether and be playing at a bar or a nightclub or a wedding or whatever that is that I'm doing. But when God's using me as an instrument or God's using us as an instrument in ministry, right, as an extension of, of the pastor, it becomes then an extension of God. So then now we want to give that right praise and right worship to God in that regard. When are you going to quote your Bible? When do you want me to quote the Bible? The whole thing, 17 minutes, 19 minutes. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, we'll get there, right? Pull up. Well, we get to talking about other things, and then I got I got went off on a tangent about giving right praise to God. So I, I guess that's it. very important. Do it in your little time on so who's what you want to know? Like my favorite scripture? No, I want to know whatever you pulled up. Oh yeah, well I was going to talk about that at the end with the oh. with the thing. Oops. We can always edit this part out later. Oops. It's no big deal. Or maybe we'll keep it in because we're fun. Okay. You're better at this than me. Well, okay. So my favorite scripture is when St. Paul talks about the thorn in the flesh. Yes! And I was just talking about, talking to this with you like two weeks ago, I think. And then I about read it the in adoration. The yes, and it's it important. And right? So it's, hang on guys, because I don't Bible very well. I don't remember where no, it all is. I can't remember. 12. No, it's 12. See, we don't Bible well, but we're okay. We know the okay, Bible, right? Okay, I was right? close. Let's make credit for being close. Yeah, we'll give you that. Um, First Corinthians, chapter 12. Six through ten, okay. First Corinthians, yes. No, we'll just do it. Second Corinthians, it's Second Corinthians. It is Second Corinthians to make the, to make the, uh, extension of this. So, although I should wish to boast, I would not be foolish, for I would be telling the truth. But I refrain so that no one may think more of me than what he sees or hears from me, because of the abundance of the revelation. Therefore, that I might not become too elated, a thorn in the flesh was given to me, an angel of Satan, to beat me, to keep me from being too elated. Three times I begged the Lord about this, that it might leave me. But he says, my grace is sufficient for you, for power is made perfect in weakness. I will rather boast most gladly of my weaknesses, in order that the power of Christ may dwell within me. Therefore, I am content with weakness, insults, hardships, persecutions, and constraints for the sake of Christ. For when I am weak, then I am strong. 
It's the most important words in the Bible because we all have that, right? We all have that. We all have that thing that we feel like is holding us back, right? And we have that, maybe it's that anxiety, right? I know for me, it's anxiety. Or for others, it might be, you know, it might be. Don't call me out on what No, it could be. No, 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 no. It could be. It could be anything, right? No, it could be anything. It could be. It could be any of those things that we feel like are holding us back. But what St. Paul tells us today is that God gave him that suffering to be able to lift him up. And I think it's ever so important that we read this scripture because it's those things that break us down, that lift us up, right? And now there's a thing in the way of what I want to say next, but it's right oh, here. Wait, Hang on, I got to no, walk over here. Yes, because we were talking about this the other day, too. We were. Rip it off the wall. I'm going to rip it right off the wall so I can talk about it to your friends. Hey, okay. Friends too. Oh, they are now. Hopefully, maybe they're like, I don't even like this You're guy. Us on the Facebook page. So, okay. So here's the deal, right? It's the. It comes from the preface of Sundays in Ordinary Time. If you're listening to the prefaces, the preface is what comes after the, uh, after the prayer over the gifts, and then the priest says, "The Lord be with you." But he says something very important in Ordinary Time. It doesn't come around every very often, but it says, "For we know it belongs to your boundless glory that you came to the aid of mortal beings with your divinity." And even fashioned for us a remedy out of mortality itself, that the cause of our downfall may become the means of our salvation through Christ our Lord, right? That the cause of our downfall might become the means of our salvation. It's the things that we feel that hold us back are the things that lift us up. We don't even realize it sometimes. That's why this Second Corinthians is so important to me. And I talk about it a lot. You know that. Laura knows that. Everybody I talk to knows about the thorn in the flesh. I tell people about it all early and often. Because sometimes we're looking for this healing, right? Yeah. And we're looking for this inner revelation that God's going to come down on us and say, be gone, you know what I mean? Or something yeah. like that. But the real healing begins when we realize that those things that are we feel like are holding us back are lifting us up, right? But when you start crying again. No, that's the important no. part. Maybe somebody out there will get it, right? I mean, maybe somebody out there will get it today and they'll be like, oh, man, it's great. Therefore, I am content with weaknesses, insults, hardships, persecutions, and constraints for the sake of Christ. For when I am weak, then I am strong, right? For when we're weak, we're strong. And that's what that scripture talks about. It's such an uplifting thing. If you think about the life of St. Paul, which some of you can go take home and look up, look up the life of St. Paul. Look what St. Paul did before he came to be a follower of Jesus and the way it changed him. And through, through the grace of Christ, he was saved through the grace of his buddy, Jesus. He knew Jesus first and foremost, and he did all these things. But he knew that, he knew that at the end of the day, he was a follower of Christ, you know, and it brought... Uh, when he was weak, therefore he was strong. And that's what we need to be today. We need to be strong even when we're, even when we're weak. There's that's your Bible verse. Well, the secret to prayer is to do it. No, because this is what we were talking, this is what started our conversation. Yes, but the secret of prayer, crying. just like I told you, the secret of prayer is to do it. Yeah, but you also said prayer isn't a feeling. Well, it's, sometimes it's not, right? Sometimes we go to Mass and we're not ready for a, or we're ready for a feeling. Sometimes we're ready for an experience, but... We're not really there for experience. We're there for the sacrifice, right? We're there for the holy sacrifice of the mass. And sometimes we, we think we need a feeling, but what we really need to do is open our ears and listen because that's when the real work begins with Christ, right? Is when we can listen to God and realize that we are with him always. And that to me, the secret to prayer sometimes is just doing it because we get timid. We get timid. We get scared. We get we're like, oh, God, you're too busy. I think I even said that the other day in prayer. I was like, God, I know you're busy, but I just I just need your help. <laughs> like, it it's, 
It always works. Yes, it always works. It always works, right? Prayer always works, right? Think about it for a minute. Prayer is the thing that that has been healing people for the ages, right? And prayer always works. So what was the example I used the other day? Can you remember? The one I gave you about prayer working all the time. What did I tell you? Do you remember? That it brings you close to the cross? That one? Well, it does, but I mean, no, before that, there was a, there was a example that I gave you of that, right? How prayer always works. We don't, because we don't know where God's taking us, right? So God, let, you know, let your word be a lamp unto my feet, right? When there's a lamp down by your feet and you can't see the way in front of you, you get scared and you get timid, right? And we don't know the way to go. We don't you know the way. This. Yeah, I did. No, you didn't. Well, I'm telling I you now. Remember. Maybe I'm telling you now. But it's that lamp, that lamp that doesn't really light the entire way and we don't know where to go sometimes, right? So when we talk about what the secret to prayer really is, it's really just, it's a matter of doing it and stepping out into the ether and stepping out into the unknown and saying, you know, I don't always feel your presence here, Lord, but I know that you're with me, right? I know that today I'm not having the greatest day, you know, and I know today um, I'm, I have struggles and I'm dealing with yada, 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 right? And I'm dealing with things I don't know. I'm dealing with my anxiety. I'm dealing with my, I'm dealing with all kinds of things, right? We're dealing with all kinds of things. But when we let those things out to our Lord, he answers them. And sometimes he might not answer them. Like going back to the thorn in the flesh comment. Sometimes those are the things that are brought there to keep us holy. And that's the thing I've noticed to lead us to the cross. It's exactly right. Because that's what we're here for, right? That's why we have, that's why we have a crucifix on the wall, right? I mean, it's to, it's not, because we're hanging torture devices on the wall. It's the outward moment. The crucifix on the wall is the outward moment frozen in time when Jesus Christ died for our sins, right? And blessed are we to be able to partake in that, you know? So yeah, that's that's kind of my take on prayer is like, we have to just do it. No matter if we feel like we're good at it, no matter if we feel like we're bad at it, we have to just do it. And we have to continue to do it. Even if there's not a feeling we always know that God's there because God, we've seen God work in our lives. You know, it's St. Ignatius of Loyola, right, that has his prayer exercises of St. Ignatius. And, and St. Ignatius tells us that when we're in the desolate time, right, when we're in that time of we don't feel close to God, we know that we don't change a thing and we continue our prayer life. So if some of you out there today are listening to this podcast and you're feeling like you're down and out, and you don't understand. Don't change that prayer life for a minute or don't believe that God's not there for a minute because consolation will come again. You need to remember those consoling times from before and continue to pray. Continue to pray at all times. Does that make sense? Good. So that's what that's what my secret to prayer is at the end of the day is just doing it. You have to do it. Does that make sense? All right, good deal. Good deal. What's the hardest and best part about being, about your job? What's oh, the hardest and best part? well, you know, sometimes it's, there's a little bit of balance that you need to do in your life because it's very busy. No, they're not even bad. They're fine. But what the, you know, sometimes what the, the the fun part of it is, is that I get to use my gifts for the people and they're very appreciative of it. You know, I'll be sitting at the organ and I'll be like, man, I made a bunch of mistakes today, right? And, and people will come over and they're so gracious because they love, because they love good good hymnody and love good music here at this parish. I I love the people. But sometimes it's a matter of like, balancing that and being a father at the same time. You know, my son, he's turning nine years old here in a couple of days. And it's like, oh man, sometimes I got to make sure that I know how to balance that work life, prayer life, 
and ministry life all in the same all in the same boat. So that's that could be the hard part. But I think that's the hard part with any ministry. I feel like there's a lot of people I work with that, that run into the same issue or people that are just in ministry in general that run into that same issue. Which I don't even consider an issue, you know, at, at the end of the day. It's very it's very easy to do because you bring your family into your prayer life, you know, as well. You bring your family you bring your family along with you on the journey. And it's a fun journey. It is. It really is. I mean, you know your journey with yeah. the Lord. Look at you. You're doing a cool podcast here and everything. Everybody aspire to be like Ida one day. She'll be good. No. Yeah, aspire no. to be like Ida. She's doing good. No. She's doing good on a walk with Christ. No. She knows what the Lord is. No. She knows who Jesus Christ is. Um, Mike? Yes. Call us where we can find you. Do you want to do your new um, PJ page? Oh, it's not ready yet, but I'll give you my Facebook page. You can no, just yeah, find me on... No, it's there, but it's not ready to go yet. No, it's not. that's not ready to go. I'd rather have... Find right. me on my personal Facebook page. If you're on Edith's Facebook, right. I'm on Edith's Facebook. Yes, yes, yes. No, not that. Not that. That's not the best way to get a hold of me. The best way to get a hold of me is on my personal Facebook page. So it's I think it's facebook.com slash something or another. You'll find me on there, though. I'm on Facebook. Michael Berger. I'm on there all the time. I'm always making stupid jokes. I think I even put a hot dog up there with ravioli on it the other day or something and people were like i'll pray for you i'm like hey man it's a hot dog with ravioli on it i mean give me a break it's fun i make a few jokes on there we talk about the lord on there and you can find me on there and if you have any questions about like you know any questions about music or anything like that going on at the parish feel free to call the parish here at saint mary's you know we'll talk about it or if you need help with whatever we can talk about it Ida comes in here and talks with me all the time about stuff we have a good time are you mad at me for coming in here no why would i be mad about that yeah, no, it's fine. Because I come in here and vent to you. Yeah. And we're just talking about venting. Now I just put all my burdens on you, Mike. That's fine. Well, we put the burdens on the Lord at the end of the day. Put your burden with God. Don't put your burden with it's me. It's not my fault. I have nobody. <laughs> no, you have to have Christ. You don't have to have me. I'm just an encourager. I'm not a counselor. I just want to encourage people in the Lord. Mike, what do you like to eat? Oh, man. You're giving me all the tough questions today, Ida. No, I'm not. Dude. This is so easy. Uh, he doesn't eat healthy. Macaroni he and cheese. His, he likes his mints. Yeah, mints are good, but I'm just a macaroni and cheese guy, like Kraft. Kraft is really the bee's knees. Kraft with like a Vienna hot dog cut up in there. Mm, mm. My favorite. <laughs> it is. It's my You're favorite. You're gross. No, it's so good. You guys will know what I'm talking about. You guys, all these people that are going to be, pizza. all the people listening to Mike, us on the like other side of this. Pizza. Uh, Casey's <laughs> Pizza. Okay, and they're very well known for it. And it's very good. Disgusting. It's very good. I'll bring you a slice. Just like you brought me a cool slice of pizza today to the cool green room over there on the other side of the desk. I always get hooked up. I always get hooked up. We got some pizza going on over here. It's going to be great. But yeah, no, it's, it's, uh, that's my favorite. HDs and macaroni and cheese. That's my wife. She'll tell you all about it. She's, she has a cook for me too. Hot dogs are gross. Hot dogs are the best too. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if I put ravioli on them like it was in there the other day, but. Huh? Why'd you post it if you don't do that? It was more of a, it's more of a joke than anything else. Okay, but Just do a joke jokes. that actually means something to you. Well, yeah, it does. But you've never ate it. Hot dogs? Yeah. <laughs> was not ravioli Oh, on yeah. It? Well, that was a, a repost from somewhere else. Most of the time, they're just reposts. You need to come up with some more original stuff today. I know. I got up. I have a, uh, I have a, I've been working on for the last three years, a contemporary salter. So it's the antiphons in a more contemporary manner. Now, I wouldn't use them for mass per se, but they're great for like personal prayer and stuff. So that'll be coming out in the next next year or two. I've been working on it for a little while now. It's it's from the, it's excerpts direct from the antiphons of the day in the Roman Missal. 
So I've been working on that for a little while right now. Are you just playing with all your thumbtacks? Yeah, I'm you just playing with them while yourself. we're talking. That's fine. doesn't matter. I'm just hanging out with them. Tell us what the best advice is that you've ever received, Mike. Uh-oh. It's very simple. Uh-oh. That's a very simple Uh-oh. one, too. And it goes like this. It's better to love than to be right. And I learned that a long time ago, that when we're having those arguments with people, that when we're having those fights with others, that it's better to love them all the way through it than to assert your dominance and be right. It's better to love people through it. And that's my that's the best advice I ever received. It helped my marriage. It helped um, my relationships with other people, knowing that I don't need to necessarily be right all the time. You know, there's a there's I think I think in society we place a lot on getting the facts straight and not enough on loving other people through those things. And I think that's the thing that comes with coming to Christ is that, you know, we we find a different way to love. We just find a different way to meet, you know, to meet and, and love other people and encourage other people in Jesus Christ. So it's the, that was the best advice I ever received from my friend Jacob was that it's better to love than to be right. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Why do you make me cry? Why are you crying right now? You don't look like you're crying right now. Like, what's on your nightstand? Next to your bed. Really? Do we have to go into this? There's probably an empty polar pop cup or two there. There's probably an empty polar pop cup or two there. Yeah, that's what's on my nightstand normally. This is why when you think of Mike, you think of polar pop cups. Yeah, because they're they're everywhere. Ask anybody. Yeah, it's like my it's like the Zorro mark, right? Like Zorro is a sign of the Z. I just leave a polar pop behind. It's fine. I drink way too much pop, y'all. That's gross. <laughs> no, it's good. Who likes carbonated drinks? Like, probably 50% of your listeners. No, I hate Yeah, they probably drinks. do. Put a put a hashtag in the comment. Hashtag iHeartSoda in the comments if you like soda. That yeah, would be great. Yeah, just put that in there. It's my favorite. It's my favorite thing to do. Like, yes. all your fun projects here. Oh, man. Wait, all my fun projects? tell them. Are we, are we going to tell them about next summer? Oh, not yet. Yeah, we're totally allowed to tell you about next summer. So next summer, we're going to be unrolling a thing called Park and Praise. And Edith's kind of helping me with it. So is Laura. And what we're going to be doing is we're going we're gonna to be just, just out to the... Yeah, we got other people coming on board with it too, like the choirs and stuff. But we're working on a thing called Park and Praise right now where it's like more of a more of a format where people might be more apt to come to than just saying, oh, come to Mass with me. Maybe we need to get them to a place where it's a little bit more noncommittal at first and kind of bring them to Christ through the Word of God. So... That's where, yeah, and we're going to bring people to, we're, we're going to have a good time out there, praise and worship, you know, worshiping God just out in the open, you know, in the, in the public, in the ether. We need to go. We have to go and, and teach all the nations, and there's ways to do that. And I think through Park and Praise, I think it's going to be great. So that's coming up next summer. I just have a ton on the docket right now to go through. Busy. I'm just busy all the time. I have a lot going on. I'm just a busy guy. But it's good. It's good. I, I like it. It's working for God. You know, I just, I wouldn't have it any other way. Yeah, that's exactly what I want to say. Yeah, it's perfect. Hey, Mike. Yes. I can't speak for everybody here, but we're really blessed to have you at St. Mary's. Well, I love being here for you guys. I just, I am very, I I feel every day that I drive the 45 minutes to work of the biggest smile that I have on my face just to show up here every day. Yeah, people don't realize that because I sometimes come off, sometimes your more traditionalist people come off as very stiff. And I'm not, I'm very traditional, but I'm not, I, I try not to be stiff. And I try to be, you know, I try to be out there with people just like Jesus would be, you know, be out there just meeting people and creating relationships. That's what it's all about. If we're not here to create relationships, we're not doing it right, right? So we have to be out there and ready to create relationships with others. Every day you love driving here? I love it. 
Isn't that some days where you're like, get me out of this car? Well, I mean, maybe if it's snowing out a lot or something like that, but it's not, no, I, I love doing it because it's, it's, it gives me time to really reflect, right? It gives me time to really see where my life is and just kind of by myself in the car and I'm thinking about life. Like, man, like, how did I get here? You know what I mean? That's what I think. I'm just awestruck to even be here in the first place. I mean, I didn't even know I was going to end up here one day. Like I told you, I went from the kid that was gigging on the weekends to the, to the, to the church musician. And I, I'm just floored by the grace of God that I'm even here. I mean, I'm not surprised by the grace of God so that I'm here. Silence? Sometimes. Depends on, the t- depends on what I'm doing. You know what I mean? Sometimes I like to listen to music in the car. Sometimes <gasps> Sirius XM, Seriously Sinatra is my favorite. It is. I love Sinatra. I love Sinatra, Dean Martin, the, the, the Rat Pack, that whole group. They're my favorite. They really are. I mean, just some of those songs. Oh, man, Fly Me to the Moon, you got Mac the Knife, you got. I mean, you just have a plethora of them. So my, that was part of my shtick years ago was, was those songs. I love the Rat Pack. I love, the, I, love, I love that whole thing. I have all of the, it was some of you, she's definitely not going to know what I'm talking about. She's way too, well, I'm probably way too young for it too, but I have the Dean Martin Variety Hour tapes. I watch them. I love them. I mean, we're talking about years ago that that was on TV. I love that show. It's one of my favorite shows. Well, thanks a lot, Edith. Thanks for having me today. Uh, go and go and be blessed. That's what you ought to do today is go be blessed. Thanks for having me. Catch ya. Bye. <laughs>